0: And guess what? What Talk about picture-perfect conditions for the return of the Dragon Boat Festival. It is on, and it is happening this morning on False Creek right here downtown. Uh, back with us this year to talk again about Dragon Boats BC is Dominic Lai, Marketing and Operations Director. Dominic, good morning, and welcome back.
1: Morning, thanks for having us back on the show.
0: Well, it's good to have you back with us. Tell us about Dragon Boat Festival. When does the first boat hit the water this morning, Dominic?
1: So we're actually just about an hour and a bit away from race one hitting. Uh, We actually, we have about 4,000 racers just uh, staying right behind me, getting ready and warming up for their first race. And uh, some of the racers are actually heading towards the start line already. So, uh, yeah, it's exciting day. We're, it's the first time since 2019 that we've been at the scale back in our usual June time frame. Right. A lot of energy in the air, and the weather's perfect for this weekend, too.
0: And last year, when you and I were talking about this, we did a very modified version of the Dragon Ball Festival. Everyone was just tickled to be able to pull something off, Dominic, but it's back to the original format now, aren't we?
1: Yeah, pretty much. I mean, right now, there are still a little bit of uh, things that we still have to consider, and this event well, scale is still growing. Um, And uh, some of our international teams, unfortunately, couldn't make it back in just because of travel restrictions uh, in January, February when teams were planning. But still, we have about 135 teams joining us today. It is the largest event in North America. We uh, double-checked a couple of other events. Um, So we're very excited to be back almost at our full scale and to welcome everyone back down to the water uh, today
0: and tomorrow. Indeed. And Dominic, one thing we learned from you in our conversation last year, uh, it, and I, I don't know how many people remember, uh, the dragon boats are provided by the festival. Uh, teams don't get to bring their own boats. Everybody uses the same boats. And this year for the 22 version of the dragon boat festival, we got a whole bunch of new boats too, right?
1: Yeah, that's absolutely correct. Uh, Today will mark the debut of our 18 brand new Dragon Boats. They literally just arrived fresh off of the boat about uh, about two, three weeks ago, Mm -hmm. and it was uh, funded by both Concord Pacific and the province of British Columbia. Um, We're very excited about this uh, acquisition. It's the largest ever acquisition we've made in our history. And to celebrate, what we actually did was we tied together culture and sport a little bit more, and we invited nine different artists from our community to create artwork. So artists, uh, for example, like Chief Kemia from uh, Squamish Nation, Debbie Sparrow from uh, Musclean Emotion Highland, from tsleil Tooth, Bagua Art Association from Chinatown, and Reed, Kerry Christensen. The list goes on and on and on. They're just amazing and spectacular boats. And we know that all of the racers and spectators are just going to love seeing these brand new boats on the water.
0: And it absolutely provides a perfectly level playing field. Nobody gets to bring that special boat with them. You know, the one that has the whatever, whatever. Everybody uh, rides and rows in a paddles, rather, in exactly the same craft. And that matters a lot to all of those teams. You said you had 135 teams uh, lined up for this year, Dominic. Uh, and from as far away as where?
1: So this year, um, we have teams from, I believe, every province except for Newfoundland and Labrador. We're going to work on that one for next year, as well as the territories. Uh, And we have teams from across the U.S. coming back. Now, usually, if it was a completely normal year, we'd have uh, teams coming in from Asia, from Europe, and and, uh, Australia, New Zealand. But uh, as I said earlier, you know, unfortunately, we're still... Um, Experiencing some difficulties because of COVID, but we're expecting that by 2023 for our 35th anniversary next year, we'll be back and seeing even more international teams welcoming back uh, all these teams to the continent's flagship event.
0: We're hearing noises in the background. Now we should probably let our listeners know that Dominic is down at False Creek. He's right down by the water, and the noises we're hearing in the background are the megaphones and the announcements from race directors and organizers getting teams to uh, getting their uh, around their boats, and in case some cases getting those boats already in the water. So we're getting close now, Dominic. That's only part of the Dragon Boat Festival. There's a lot of live entertainment and fun stuff on land as well. Tell us more about that. please.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, with the Dragon Boat Festival, we're unique because we're half on land, half on water. Mm -hmm. So we've been talking a lot about what's happening on the water. But on land this year, we have an amazing music lineup. It's 100% local. Uh, So today at uh, 7 p.m., we have Headliners Zolas, uh, as well as Hotel Mira. We have Movi. We have uh, Eagle Song Dancers. We have Children at Takaya. We have Asaya. We have Dasi. It's an amazing lineup. Tomorrow we have even more. We have Desiree Dawson. Um, It's all completely for free, so we hope people come down and enjoy that.
0: And where's the stage? Where's the music going to be presented, Dominic? So the main stage is right in Creekside Park, so
1: just north of Science World. You won't be able to miss it. But on top of that, we also are expanding our Indigenous and Chinese cultural pavilions, and uh, there's going to be master artists doing demonstrations. We have a carver from Squamish doing a poll on site. And the point of all of this is just to remind people that, yes, everything here is, you know, fun, it's great. But there's still also a recognition that, you know, Dragon Boat comes from a deep history and we're privileged to be on these territories. And we want to have an acknowledgement of that and remind all of our visitors that our culture and our history is very important to who we are today. And that's something central to what makes a Dragon Boat Festival tick still.
0: Yeah, I was just going to say, Dominic, that's the case. It's been the case since the get-go. Dragon Boats have been around in Vancouver and in Falls Creek for a long time now. And there has always been a cultural dimension to the festival, hasn't there?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So Dragon Boat first arrived in Canada at Expo 86 in Vancouver. Um, and so it was brought over by the Chinese community as a way to reach out and to welcome people in and so to hopefully create a cultural uh, meeting place. But, you know, going as far back as 2000 years ago, uh, when some of the myths around the Dragon Boat Festival were created, um, it, you know, it's evolved. It's changed over the years. But one of the things that's remained consistent is it's a reflection of where it is and it brings people in. Like, you can't run a Dragon Boat Festival with just, you know, 20 or 100 people even because that's just how... Even with the racers alone, you have a lot of different stories coming together. Sure. And so um, with the Dragon Boat Festival, it's always been a showcase of local culture and local sport. And, you know, uh, I always like to say that uh, it it might look a little bit different now because, you know, we have all these drones and all these live streams and all this technology supporting us. So it might look a little bit different than it did a few thousand years ago. But we hope that the spirit remains the same. And we've just uh, evolved it in our own unique way for this uh, time period and for where we are at now.
0: Uh, You mentioned 4,000 people going to be involved in the racing and all the rest of it. On your side of the equation, Dominic, how many people does it take to put a festival on? I'm talking volunteers and organizers. Tell us a little bit about that in our remaining 30 seconds here.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, one of the things about event production that people don't really realize is how Um, How much work goes into putting on an event like this. So uh, right now, actually, we're starting work already on the 2023 and 2024 festivals. So work on the 2022 festival actually started in the middle of the pandemic. And there's plans from A all the way to Z just in case, because we didn't know what was going to happen. So we're happy to be able to execute something close to our plan A. Um, today there's probably about 200, uh, contractors and staff and, uh, crew on site. And then Mm -hmm. another 150 to 200 volunteers supporting the overall operations. It's a big team. Um, and we're just really happy to be able to, you know, have so much support from the community, from our volunteers, from our staff, from our crews, just to make today happen. Because ultimately all of this is, uh, to help reconnect our community, uh, after all of this time, we want to be able to say everyone welcome back, You know, invite them back down to the water, invite them down to the festival just for a good day to you know have a little bit of fun in the sun.
0: Well, no kidding. And boy, you got absolutely just divinely fabulous weather for it, Dominic. Thanks for joining us again uh, this year. Uh, we wish you considerable success with the 22 Dragon Boat Festival. And friends, the boats hit the water in False Creek in about an hour, and they'll be rowing and paddling all day today and all day tomorrow. Dominic Lai Way to go. Have a great uh, festival.
1: Thanks so much. Hopefully we'll see everyone down here today and tomorrow.
0: Dominic Lai, Marketing and Operations Director for Dragon Boats BC.